Hello, I'm Caroline Falls, your host today for Fleet Auto News Podcast, a new addition to our portfolio of publications in 2020. I'm joined by Dan Hilson, Chair of Charge Together Fleet, a new initiative to help fleets adopt electric vehicles. This is a topic I'm excited about. I should also say Dan has another hat as founder and CEO of Avenergy, a provider of software and services to consumers and the automotive industry making the transition to sustainable energy. Welcome, Dan. Thanks, Caroline. I'm really uh, honoured to be here and hopefully something useful for your, for your listeners. I'm sure it will be. Firstly, because it's so new, I think it's important that you tell us when and why the Charge Together Fleet initiative was established. Even though I hope many of our readers would have heard of it, let's go over the main details of the initiative. Yeah, great. Thank you. Well, we were lucky enough to get funded through the Australian Renewable Energy Agency to do a project a couple of years ago, which was around understanding the barriers to adoption of electric vehicles in fleets. And through that program, we identified quite a lot of barriers. So, you know, a, a lot of them were around information gaps, around things like residual values and understanding whole-of-life costs. And the uh, the other were things like, you know, having to appoint consultants and, you know, feeling that, that that cost would be a barrier. So through that process, we came up with those barriers. We actually published a report, which you can see on Eve Energy's website. Um, and I then was sort of talking to the CEO of the Electric Vehicle Council uh, they had, and, you know, we were sort of thinking about what can we do about these barriers, and we cooked up this idea about Charge Together. And, you know, one of the ideas was to focus all the efforts that have been started by people like, you know, AFMA and IPWEA and uh, City Power Partnership, and really sort of all come together and come up with something that we thought would be useful for our various constituents. So we came up with this, this concept and we all kind of worked together to, to close these gaps, to create a set of resources that would fill those knowledge gaps. So we, you know, we had streams of work like you know, developing a knowledge base and having regular webinars for, for education and training and then developing the Better Fleet uh, product, which is effectively a whole of life, a very detailed whole of life calculator. So all of those things are now live and ready, and you can see them on you know, chargetogether.org. Um, so that was kind of the, the background of the story. Okay, fantastic. Um, so you mentioned uh, IPWEA and uh, AFMA as some of the partners or backers of this initiative. Are there any others that we should mention? Yeah, for sure. Look, you know, AFMA and um, IBWEA were, were fantastic partners in the initiative, and at the same time we had NRMA, New South Wales Government, Ausgrid, South Australian Government, um, City Power Partnership and, as I said, the Electric Vehicle Council, they all kind of came together to you know, part fund the initiative and um, to help get it going. And along with that, I, mean, I should mention, we had around 17 fleet managers and about a similar amount of sustainability managers who sort of gave up the time to, to help uh, give feedback as we developed various tools. So that was also a big part of this was, you know, people like Osgrid and RMA providing their fleet managers to come and, come and sort of give feedback along the journey. Oh, okay. Um, now, one thing this uh, horrible bushfire season has highlighted is air quality. I've been concerned for years and actually wrote about air quality a few years back for a national publication. And I think I realised then few Australians cared about it. But Australia's big and its skies were blue and it just didn't seem to worry us. But just look at the take-up of diesel in cities in recent years. What do you think about air quality as an argument for EVs, not just carbon emission reduction? Yeah, well, look, as your listeners might know, you know, we, 
why we have blue skies in Australia. Australia has the worst transport emissions in the developed world. Our transport is becoming a much higher driver of emissions. It's the third largest and fastest rising source of emissions in Australia. So we, you know, we do operate in the in the EU, and obviously there's very strong emissions targets coming in, ever more stringent. Um, and you know, and, and that is obviously going to combat pollution in cities. And I think you know, with the bushfires, people are becoming more alive to the fact that you know there is an air quality issue. We do have you know air quality days. It does affect people not only with asthma but you know over time children and others. So I think it's a really critical issue. Yeah. The other thing I think that a lot of the fleet managers uh, that, that, that read your publication would understand is that pollution is not just the pollution we see out you know above Sydney. It's also the pollution when a truck driver gets into their cab or a passenger starts their car in a confined space. So from an employee perspective, there's a whole other dimension to pollution. And obviously with electric vehicles, that just doesn't exist, you know. Uh, so similar with noise pollution, you, know, you get an electric vehicle, doesn't emit any any uh, any noxious fumes locally, and that's also sort of a big part. If you've got a big depot and you've got trucks, you know, coming in and out constantly, you know, that is local pollution that is an issue as well for your employees. Mm. Another thing I think that's interesting for us to discuss is uh, EV prices compared with traditional internal combustion engine vehicles. Many argue that EV take-up in Australia is poor because of the price tag of a new vehicle. Do you think there's a case for companies to pay higher upfront cost for an EV because the running cost and therefore the whole-of-life costs will be lower? Can you just talk to me about prices and costs, something that's dear to the heart of any business? Yeah, for sure. Look, you know, there's no question that at the moment in Australia EVs are more expensive up front than a like-to-like basis for similar vehicles. Um, but obviously, you know, when you get into the world of EVs, as you did with hybrids, you know, it does become a whole-of-life uh, cost issue. And, and fleet managers are, you know, always alive to that uh, whole-of-life question. Um, so whether that whole-of-life is in the purchase cost, or, uh, but even if you have an operating lease, ultimately the, the fleet manager or the, or the finance company, you're getting that car from will reflect that whole of life cost in, in the number they give you. So essentially what the Better Fleet tool does is it helps the fleet manager to look at the various scenarios where an EV will work and check others, or either check the offers that they're getting from FMOs and go, well, yeah, does that seem to be a, you know, a level of uh, price that seems right based on the risk that's baked into, you know, into these offers, um, or just look at the cash prices. And it's completely configurable to the extent that you can change residual values and change all the things that a fleet manager needs to think about. And obviously, those dynamics are pretty complicated. Um, you know, on the simple basis, you could say, you know, like for like, you know, same price, same residual value. You know, what's the cost of the what's the fuel cost savings for an EV and the servicing savings for an EV. Um, but obviously, there's more complex things like residual value. So in the tool, we do allow people to modify residual values, but also uh, they can, there's a lot of literature in the knowledge base about, you know, because these are some sort of really, really sensitive issues for fleet managers. You know, it's something that is often thrown up as a big issue for EVs is, is the residual value and the whole-of-life calculation. Um, so it's really important that, you know, those things are done. But at the same time, all the tool that you do is look at, you know, the costs in dynamics where it will work. So, for example, you know, higher drive, you know, driven vehicles, so more kilometres, obviously will have a better payback because, you know, when you've got a lower running cost, it means that you get a better payback the longer you, you use it. Also, keeping a vehicle for longer, you know, EVs have much less wear and tear, which means that, you know, two, three years longer, you know, they'll still potentially keep that residual value and won't, you know, 
we'll start to we'll start to break down those vehicles. So there's lots of dynamics you know you can play with to sort of find opportunities in your fleet where they will work. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, one thing I haven't asked yet, but I'm curious about, is the enthusiasm you see among fleet managers for charge together fleet service. In I guess what we would still call its early days. Can you talk about that? Yeah, look, we've had a fantastic response to the tool. I mean, some of that was because we collaborated with the fleet community, you know, in building the tool. So we had a lot of people that were already aware of it and, you know, and using it. Uh, at the moment, there's about 300 fleets using the tool. Mm. Not all of those are fleet managers. So some of those are actually sustainability managers from, say, local government. Uh, but we do have a very large contingent of fleet managers. Uh, to be honest, a lot of those are you know, larger fleets, as I said, government fleets. And, you know, I guess talking to your your readership base, you know, it is quite hard to get to some of the smaller fleets and mid-sized fleets, and, you know, so we, we are still trying to work out how to get to those, and we're very, very keen to get to all sizes of fleets because we think it has value to um, to all those kinds of fleets, and, and we've been adding functionality constantly, which we hope will, will uh, be valuable. So, for example, now we have a model which includes tax, so, you know, if you're into a tax-paying organisation, it, it will actually uh, cater for that. So, so, yeah, we're really keen to sort of still get the word out. We've got a target this year of, of thousands of fleets, so we really want to push it out there this year as, you know, as, a, as a tool and get more and more people using it. Yeah, I'm sure our readers are going to be very interested in it. Um, now, just putting on your other hat, can you tell us about your work at Avenergy and what led up to you signing on to this charged uh, fleet initiative? Well, I guess you've already told us about how you and... Um, Bayard from uh, EV Council got together and cooked it up, but still. Well, look, I mean, we, we you know, we're, my business essentially is, is in the area of e-mobility, so the future of fleets and where, where are fleets going and how do we help, you know, future-facing fleet managers and, and, you know, and also sustainability managers to some extent, you know, face the challenges that are coming, not just from e-mobility, but also from, you know, shared mobility and, and, and all the disruptions that are coming through. And and so for us, you know, the, the big thing there is awareness. You know, if, if the fleet community becomes comfortable with these new things and can have their own tools to decide and get to that first step of, you know, feeling that there is an opportunity, then obviously for people like us, you know, there, there will be an industry. And to be honest, you know, in Australia, that, that industry is, is very early. Um, so when we looked at it as a business, we said, look, where can we participate? And it really was in helping to you know get awareness and start the industry moving and you know, for, for people like us and hopefully for others you know the, the idea is that there will actually be a, a vibrant you know industry in electric vehicles in future transport um, and I know there's thousands of fleet managers who are very future facing out there but obviously it's getting it's getting that message out to others that you know there's a there's a really you know great opportunity to improve efficiencies and, and environmental performance of fleets and um, and that, you know, those opportunities, we, we hope to work with lots of fleets to, to help them get there. Okay, Dan, that's all my questions today, and I just want to say thank you for your thoughts and time. It's good to know our fleet industry readers have a helpline like you to call on for all their EV needs. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to, to have this time and speak to, to you and your listeners.